Welcome to The Localist Podcast, a podcast showcasing the local heroes of Pakistan. People creating positive change and driving the country towards a better future. I'm Mo. I'm Rabia. And, and we, we are, are The Localists. Localists. Good morning, guys. Welcome again to The Localist Podcast. We're recording out of Tanya's tea house here in Dubai. And today we're with Tanya Dowd, a no relation to the Tanya whose tea house this is, and Fraz Ajmo of the Aleph Collective and Kisago. Uh, Tanya is a half-Pakistani journalist and filmmaker whose work includes the documentary The Absentees, which was about the Rohingya crisis. Yeah. I always pronounce that wrong, my bad. Um, and Faraz is an engineer at General Electric. Uh, we can see all the Pakistani fathers nodding in approval right now. Um, but he also moonlights as the chief services officer at the Aleph Collective and Kisago. So, Tanya, Faraz, Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. So, guys, um, let's start with you, Tanya. Tell us a bit more about yourself. Um, I thought that bio sufficed, but um, like you said, I'm half Indian, half Pakistani. I've grown up in the UAE. Um, I am the founder of Kisago and Alif Collective. Um, I'm drawing a blank over here. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. We'll, we'll take it. That, that, that's, that's, that's all we need to know. Yeah. <laughs> so, for us. So, um, I'm an engineer, as you said, born and raised in Dubai as well. I, I have been deeply rooted in Pakistan all my life. I have always wanted to uh, do something which I can uh, sort of give back to uh, our country and also generally to humanity. So, when I met Tanya through Kisago, I realized that uh, this is something that I can really be a part of and contribute something to. So that's how I became a part of Kisago and Aleph Collective. Awesome. So I'm going to get this, we're going to start off with this, right? Like Because I, sometimes I, I did this with another podcast recently, whereas I didn't actually ask what the thing was until like halfway through the podcast. <laughs> but what is Kisago? What is Aleph Collective? Can you tell us a bit more about yeah, I guess both of those pieces, and I'm actually like, through all the stuff you guys sent me, I actually listened to the other podcasts that you guys have been on and stuff, and I've, I've got, kind of got a loose idea of what it is, but uh, what's called, I want to see how they fit together as Right, well. so Alif Collective started in 2012, it's basically um, an initiative that works on presenting nuanced narratives from South Asia and the Muslim world at large, and it has conflict resolution at its core. So we use multiple mediums. It could be, for example, sports in the future. Right now we're working with theater, we're working with a festival, we're using music, films, uh, the arts, uh, for example, to work with, to sort of bridge uh, gaps between communities, develop more understanding between communities. Um, that's the mandate of Aleph Collective. Kissago is, um, it came about in 2016. It's a theater collective that focuses on South Asian languages and literature. Basically, our region is so old, and we have um, an immense, immensely rich culture. And sadly, we grow up only um, being exposed to Western literature, for example, or, or a lot of us nowadays or understand more about Western history as opposed to knowing more about where we came from or what we're a part of. Uh, so these are the two initiatives that we're working with. And Kisago also, uh, one of the mandates of Kisago is to cultivate new storytellers. And that, that's, I think, a very important pillar of Kisago, 
because it allows us to also um, bring about people who want to write, who want to direct, who want to act, not just those who are uh, regurgitating older, yeah. uh, older written pieces. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a very important uh, part of Kisago. Yeah. And I find that really interesting because I mean I think the way the exact phrase that I remember from somewhere else, something else that you guys shared with me was the preservation of subcontinental culture and literature is what was in or South Asian. Sorry, South Asian. Yeah. yeah. And um, and that's. So as someone that grew up outside of Pakistan and India and did not necessarily have that exposure to that literature the same way you say that, it wasn't until I actually went to Pakistan that I could start seeing how rich that heritage was, how rich um, those cultural pieces are, and, and how much they've been lost to, not lost, but they've been downplayed. Yeah. Because there's this... Um, there's this idea of, uh, not idea, but we, we focus so much more on like the Western parts of it, right? Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm here too. Thanks for the introduction, Mo. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't introduce I, myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say, I want to add to that, that I was in Pakistan and I, and I, you know, and I, my primary education was basically from there. And even I didn't have that exposure. Urdu, because we went to a school where everything was taught, all the subjects were taught in English. Um, And when it came to Urdu class, even the literature um, was just very, very limited. And there were lots of things that I didn't know about until I actually went to university altogether and took a South Asian history culture course. So I was surprised that, and and the thing is that, then it wasn't until later that I came back and I looked at, um, you know, then I started seeking this knowledge and, and I found out that people like my dad or our parents actually know these things, yeah. but we never learned them in school and they never, you know, I, I don't know why we never, uh, yeah, I suppose we're not a very literary family, but you know, there was no discussion like that. It wasn't until I had to like probe them that it was there and they spoke about, you know, Sasi Panu and Hiranja and like these classics and, but we're not, and so, um, and, and, and I feel like that's something we need to talk about. And You know, in, uh, in my family, I think it was a little uh, different than that. Yeah. Our parents were, I wouldn't say very literary in that sense. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, my mom used to n- n- narrate these stories about um, uh, different folk tales and things that used to happen back home in Pakistan. And every year when we would go back for the summer vacation, three months or four months, uh, we would, you know, sort of visit those places, like for example, Multan, or even back our uh, back home in our village, and you know, we would see all these different places, which would sort of make me feel that there is a um, a much deep, deep rooted, much more deep rooted uh, cultural heritage that we have compared to many other places in the world, and um, I think that's very important. Your education system obviously plays a massive role in it, but what happens in your house is also so it much does. more. It does, and in fact, what you were saying, ke, um, you know, you've grown up in Pakistan, and yet you feel like there were things that you missed out on. We have a lot of parents coming through um, Pakistani families, for example, or Indian families, or others, who uh, have attended our shows or were a part of our programs, and they'll come and tell us, ke, uh, please because you know for example or they're not speaking it or they don't know about this stuff so thank you for doing this 
and um, it's surprising for us but then what we've also realized is that a lot of people and more so with the younger generation you tend to have parents who are not speaking in urdu at home for example right um, as far as the history part of this is i i came from a house jahan pe uh, you know my mother was the defining force in this case unki wajah se mujhe tha ehsaas that she used to keep telling me that you know you you guys read up a lot on western literature and a lot of about western history but you don't know about yours and so she they kept us very rooted to that she exposed us to literature but when you're when you're surrounded by the uh, you know texts which are talking about the french revolution or the great depression or uh, the play the colonialist kajobi <laughs> tha you know or when you read um english literature growing up you and your literature doesn't figure anywhere in that you no matter what your parents are trying to do there is nothing to add to that i went i studied in pakistan for a year or usal i remember my school mein bait bazi hui thi and i wait i need a translation bait bazi is bait bazi is i think this was very commonly uh it was how can i translate this well it was um, so bait bazi is when two parties have um and this one starts um a share of a verse or a couplet and then the other party responds and you keep going back and forth oh my god, god it's, it's like an urdu rap battle yeah yeah your families mein bahut pehle bahut hota tha i mean wow. you would see your elders doing this i've seen my elders doing this ke wo baithe hue honge aur phir ek share wo kahenge to aage se unhe jawab milega and this practice has died down but i remember when i went to i did my 10th in pakistan and wahan pe when the students were doing this i was like oh my god like how do you know all this <laughs> and i think i think mujhe bhi pata nahi hai but i think pakistan mein bhi iska um, isme kami aa gayi hai there might be some schools which are following this but i don't think this is done as such in a lot of the school at least in the o level or the english medium schools i i have a feeling this doesn't exist i think yeah. part of it is also because what is considered cool in our culture yeah, right yeah. in the popular culture right now um, a lot of the things that we're doing right now in kisago um obviously we're uh, we're trying to remind people that look this is also cool and this is actually what is cool in our culture and you know i've always found urdu poetry to be very um, deep compared to english poetry but then again uh, obviously it's a personal preference a lot of people don't realize that um, when we are talking about urdu literature we're not just talking about the four five common names that everybody hears faz and manto uh, exactly <laughs> yeah johnny right, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, the most important thing is to remember that we have a plethora of good Urdu writers and even other languages in our culture. And once you get to know that, you know that this is actually what is uh, they've taken some really complicated thoughts and they've distilled them into really simple words. Mm-hmm. You know, you realize that uh, this is actually very interesting. much more interesting than what we hear in uh, the modern music and english language or even well, in modern, modern music is like mumble rap right faraz <laughs> <laughs> so. has a severe severe issue with uh, spoken word in english oh um, really yeah yeah he he when he was talking about you know <laughs> urdu poetry and spoken word i could feel him like hating on it well the thing is i don't hate on it i just feel like it's it's a little bland mm-hmm. and i feel like it does not have the substance 
that you would otherwise get in let's say ghalib or even even the ghalib se to aap kisi ko nahi compare kar true, sakte true but even the less mature poets in in south asia right you don't have that in any spoken word artist and i was uh, just to go back a little bit on what you guys were saying i think it's important to sort of also uh, make this distinction about Urdu, जब हम साउथ एशिया कह रहे हैं हम रियली साउथ एशिया कह रहे हैं यू नो लॉट ऑफ पीपल बी लाइक अच्छा ठीक है हम इंडिया और पाकिस्तान की बात कर रहे हैं और हम साउथ एशिया नहीं साउथ एशिया इज़ नॉट जस्ट इंडियन पाकिस्तान आई मीन देर आर सिक्स अदर कंट्रीज दर आर पार्ट ऑफ दिस रीजन और वेर हमारी जो थिएट्रिकल प्रोडक्शन जो हैं उर्दू में होती हैं बिकॉज वी आर मोर फ्लूंट एन दैट वी आर रियली ट्राइंग टू इनकॉपरेट अ लॉट मोर लैंग्वेजेस सो वीव हैड परफॉर्मेंसेज इन पंजाबी संस्कृत फारसी गुजराती बंगाली हिंदी एंड यू नो माई कोशिश माई कोशिश ये कि हम लेकर आए ज्यादा से ज्यादा यू नो एंड यू रियलाइज के इट्स इनक्रेडिबली वेरीड इट्स इनक्रेडिबली डीप एंड लिस्निंग टू दर डे वेयर द इमेजरी सो स्ट्रॉन्ग नुसरत फतेह अली का एक गाना है you would featured a piece by Durezis Anna recently yes. she's so brilliant yeah. but she written and we featured her in our newsletter um a few weeks prior where she written that beautiful essay about oh, really? about about language yes. and i forgot what it was called but it had a great name to it as well yeah. but there was this one part um where she talks about our language proficiency in urdu or in our native languages and specifically urdu she was talking about urdu and she's just like romantically poetically she's like we are all masters of urdu but technically we're not we're, yeah we're not like you automatically even as good as she tried to be in urdu as like as articulate as she wanted to be when it came to speaking about something technical right like she felt like i don't have the words for this anymore and that's why i think it's so and and i've been trying to i've never been i'm going to throw my mom under the bus here a little bit but <laughs> she always wanted me to focus on english she always made made sure i you know i was in a best, very western environment yeah. um and that was easy because i grew up in like um western expat communities in saudi arabia right so um that that was easy for me but uh now that i'm living in pakistan like i'm i'm trying to pick up the language and i'm trying to make sure all my conversations are urdu and it is getting better and better but i always feel that like especially when it comes to more like businessy financial yeah. like technical terms that that i that gap is so big but you're not alone and neither yeah. is she alone in that you know the reason humne kissa go pe jab kaam karna shuru kiya we've never profess to be like experts of any language mm-hmm. not even urdu jisko hum agar fluently bol bhi le we're not you know um the idea is that we've all come into this to learn to find out more to and when we've worked with a number of people we've learned a lot through collaboration you know we have varying skills um but it's just great and the koshish hamari rehti hai or just because of the nature of the work that we do we've um 
यू नो इफ ड्रॉपिंग थोड़े से लिटरेरी नाम्स वगैरह इसलिए क्योंकि पिछले तीन सालों में हम इस फील्ड में रह के हम काम कर रहे हैं तो थोड़ा बहुत हमें पता चला यू नो बट इट्स इट्स विद इन द रीच ऑफ एनी बडी एंड एवरीबडी हु वॉन्ट्स टू एंड एज टू वट यू वर सेंग अबाउट द एजुकेशन सिस्टम आई थिंक वो थोड़ा सा मे बी बिकॉज ऑफ द इकनॉमिक्स ऑफ इट बट ऑल्सो कल्चरली हमारे यहाँ एक चीज़ रही है वेर वी थॉट knowing english or studying in english or doing or following that culture or thinking bringing that culture into our lives was the way to move ahead or was the right thing to do and would you faraza be kare the ke we didn't consider ourselves to be cool well, well colonialism does that to you post colonial hangover yeah, right yeah, so yeah. लैंग्वेजेस right so there are uh, things for the lack of a better word for example fridge hai so fridge ke liye thandi almari um and i'm not sure if there, there might be a proper word for it but i don't know about it so is tarah ki jo is tarah ki terminologies hai wo hamare lexicon mein nahi hai there are a lot of them so when you said business and technical terms to unko lane ke liye ye tabhi possible hai jab hamara jo intelligentsia hai hamare jo log hain wo they speak in that language So if you're not going to speak Urdu and you're the guy who's behind a lot of let's say advancements in your particular field you're not going to come up with those words because you're not going to speak them in Urdu because you're just talking in English or I am just talking in English yeah. so that's I think one of the reasons uh, which drives us towards this element okay we mm-hmm. want to cultivate new storytellers in south asian languages we want to encourage people to come up with stories with um, writings or any of the, anything of that sort in their own languages and i think it's important to have platforms like ours so that as tanya said you b- make it more in vogue now because now is the time is the information age if we don't bring it forth forth now there is there is a possibility then that all of us will just start going towards what's the trend which is english you know um आई थिंक लाइक हम तीन चार एलिमेंट्स में अगर किस्सा गो की सिर्फ बात करें हम उस पर काम कर रहे होते हैं कि दी आइडिया इज़ नॉट कि आप टी शर्ट के ऊपर एक कूल सा फ्रेज लिख लें या बिकॉज दिस इज़ इन वोग राइट नाउ राइट लुक एट आस कन्वर्सिंग राइट नाउ हम उर्दू इंग्लिश के बीच ट्रांजेशन करते रहते हैं Uh, what is the word for transition hame nahi pata um we 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 think process is thinking really hard kya hai kya hai but it's been incredible for us on this journey because we realized pehli baat to ye ke your language is a gateway to understanding so much about your society and your and, culture and your culture for us we're working on like three four elements pehli baat to ye ke we want to cultivate more storytellers um everything from music to writing to acting but why do we want to cultivate new storytellers is because hamara jo region hai uske bare mein i've heard a lot and read a lot from other people who are not from this region you know i'm sick and tired of reading or seeing those novels where south asian women or arab women or muslim women have this niqab on their face or unki kahani kisi ne likhi hui hai and i'm uh, i i feel like we need to put out more of 
our own narratives, good, bad, whatever it is, you know, we can show the nuance over there. But do you, do you feel like that's, so, and once again, going back to what I've seen from personal experiences, that when, when I was here, I would hear about, you know, a few, few pieces of South Asian literature or whatever, mm. like you'd hear about, like, the Kite Runner, or you'd hear about, like, um, with the, the, the Reluctant Fundamentalist. Mm. There, there's some titles that continually keep coming up because they've also been turned into movies or whatnot, right? But then when I actually moved there, like, you look at the titles, they're, we're, we're so, like, I felt there was, like, a wealth of, like, at least, and speaking specifically about Pakistan, it was just that, like, there were so many Pakistani writers, there's so many titles, and, and they are telling the story from their perspective, seemingly, mm. but those books are seemingly confined to uh, Pakistan. They're not making it outside. They're not reaching a wider audience. Is that even if they do? Um, it's 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 an audience that speaks English. Yeah. And one of the critiques that have come forward for books like these is that sometimes they're written for an English-speaking audience. You know, hamara jo kam hai, we we're trying to reach out to the people within the region itself. We're saying that. हम अपनी जुबान में अपने लोगों से तो पहले बात कर लें फिर बाद में दूसरों को बताएंगे कि हम कैसे एंड इट कैन हैपन साइमोथेनियसली फॉर एग्जांपल व्हेन यू गाइस आर डूइंग द लोकलिस्ट इट रीचेस आउट टू पाकिस्तानीज एज वेल एंड अदर्स कैन फाइंड आउट अबाउट पाकिस्तानीज हु बट आवर थिंग इज के शेयर आउट टू आवर सर्बियन लिसनर एक्चुअली नॉट जस्ट सर्बियन यू नो वी हैव गॉट समबडी इन लाइक पीपल दैट वांट टू हियर रियो Oh, oh yeah. hey. Yeah, we have we have listeners that are not just Pakistani that are listening and and yes, they know us and they want to hear this um content and I'm I'm really um you know, I'm I feel very fortunate and grateful that they can relate to us in that way, you know. So that that's what counts, right? The human element. Yeah. And I want to mention also um about the the newer sort of writers and things that in Pakistan there is within Pakistan you know if you go to the bookstore like you go to Liberty Books or like Bookmart at the airport the type of like content there like in terms of the books you see is very interesting they have they have the Pakistani writers there's a south asian yeah. section you know but i feel like that there is even in that because i do read that a lot and i find i find it very interesting but even in that i feel that we're very limited and i think i mean i mean for several reasons i suppose um but there's one book i don't know if you guys read the the greatest urdu stories i've been meaning to omar meman ki jo hai yeah partially bilkul so can you imagine purani like stories idhar idhar se leke jo kuch chapters bhi usne dale hain and those sari stories are are amazing and i if you read the intro it says that it was very hard to find a proper um translation you know because you, you, there's there's a difference between transliteration yeah. and, and translation, translation. Yeah. Or, or interpretation and it was very hard to get the right essence and a little bit of it i felt like there was a little bit of like regret that i do not know urdu myself on that level that i would be able to read the actual text and understand it and mm. absorb it you know i think a lot of people um, Make it like, like such a big thing. It's difficult to learn a language. You know, it's not. No. Even especially Urdu. When I was younger, I used to dictate my letters to my mom, and she would write them. Because at that time, I wasn't able to write. But later on, I started writing myself. But point is, that it's never too late. You yeah. can still learn your yeah. languages, whatever they are. 
and you know in our uh, we were standing in the lift the other day and my uncle and I were um, talking to this North African friend of ours well not friend we met him in the mall and uh-huh. we were discussing the problems we have in our countries and you know what he said was he said you know your country my country not very different is like because we have similar problems we have um, the same political issues and we have mm. uh, similar economic issues we have the same domestic issues in our houses related to marriages and you know we're not very different so uh, i think this is also one of those things that language also needs to uh, language is a vehicle for literature literature and culture at the end of the day right absolutely <laughs> it's also it's also about perspectives right and that is i think you briefly alluded to this and you know for us even doing this podcast it was we've never actually i don't think we've ex- ever explicitly said it but it's always been an intent that we've had is there was very little audio content going out from the south asian oh, perspective yeah. Yeah. right yes. because we see things from a unique perspective yeah. like for example there is there is a fantastic um, episode of a, a, a podcast series an award winning podcast series about Benazir Bhutto um, by the BBC by but the BBC. once again it is written from or created from the western perspective I mean it's BBC yeah and, of course. Yeah. Yeah, and so it, we felt it was time that you know like and, and as you guys do as well that we share our stories from our perspective yeah. and that changes things right that changes things so much like rabia was hanging out with um, some of our friends and they're serbian and the perspectives they have on their own history versus the global version the westernized version that we get through the news media is completely different yeah. you know um, you know, I'm gonna. Sorry, I'm interrupting, but I'm I'm gonna throw out a few stats. I hope they're correct. But Pakistan supposedly is the seventh most populous country in the world. Okay, we as a region have one fourth of the world's population. We have some of the youngest people in this region. Our perspective matters a huge deal, and the fact that Abita. हमने इस बात को रियलाइज़ नहीं किया या शुक्र है अब करने लग गए हैं लाइक आई एम अ मेजर पॉडकास्ट जंकी राइट और एवरी टाइम आई लुक अप पॉडकास्ट फ्राम पाकिस्तान और इंडिया अलॉट ऑफ इट कम्स अप फ्राम कॉर्नेल में ये हो रहा है या कोलम्बिया में या सोएस में वो साउथ एशिया के बारे में बात कर रहे हैं शुक्र है पाकिस्तान से चीज़ें निकल कर आ रही हैं इंडिया का फिर भी है बट वी नीड मोर वॉइस हमें हमारे परस्पेक्टिव आगे रखने की बहुत ज़रूरत है अच्छा है बुरा है बीच में है जो भी है it matters it matters and how i guess it's about for too long we've seen ourselves from the lens of someone else you know ab zaruri hai ki hum apni kahani khud bayan kare and uh, the fact that all of us are making an effort um is 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 great because we um we're telling other people that they can tell their story too and you'd be amazed at the kind of things that come forward from this You know, this uh, reminds me of the language booth that we're trying to do. Yeah. We're launching a language booth where we're going to be asking people for stories and um, and narratives from the in their own languages, uh, related orally, and um, so yeah, that's we're going to be launching that soon. But this is also, you know, one of the things that I really have learned from Tania is this: that you have to take hold of your own narratives. Mm-hmm. I think we can only do that if we have our own unique identity. and that's doable from our own languages we have our languages we have our distinct cultures which are embedded in our languages right and um, so that can only be done if we start speaking them or at least we know them 
and start appreciating them as well yes. because yeah. I feel like there's there's also a lack of appreciation for yeah. things yeah. that is and it's only recently that it's starting to change where people are like support local you know even whether it's a business or a language or your own clothing you know yeah, yeah absolutely I think like <laughs> hum, uh, wo ideas are, for example Urdu ke mein, let's take Urdu as an example Urdu literature ko kis se view kiya jata tha bahut flowery zaban hai it's not a language ornate. yeah it's very ornate it's not a language which a younger person probably might be interested in. for example jo maine baitbazi ki baat ki that might appeal to a certain section of the audience but not to everybody har ek koi mushayre mein ja ke baithna nahi chahta hamara jo kaam hai usme we've had um, through our theatrical productions so, so we we had a show wherein we um, showcase the works of poets through theatrical performances and we had people youngsters come in and tell us that you know but because of the way it was represented uh, we're really interested they've come to our open mics and told us whether it's a progressive writers movement in Urdu or someone else yeah. And that's important because um, it's not as if our languages are out of our reach, you know, it's it's within us. We can start working with them. It's just a matter of thinking, I think a lot of people feel like we should start Yeah. Um, and our work is, is for people who are younger. Not, we don't have an age group as such, but we try and reach out to people of a younger um, Say 15 to 40 ke darmiyan hum zyada focus kar rahe hote hain taake because this is these are the people that are going to move forward or if they can de- develop an appreciation and they can reach out to their own languages then we're setting the stage for the next generation to put our own stories out you know there. one of the members that came to our open mics just for observing it was 40 plus i think 45 50 yeah. and he started and you know he came up to me at the second open mic and he said you know what you guys have inspired me to write again. I used to write poetry when I was wow. younger. Yeah. And I think after that, he started writing and uh, I'm not sure, I think he said, yeah, after like 20 years of not writing. And just like him, there are a lot of other people, younger and older, who have come up to us and told us that, you know, you have given us the impetus to start writing again. I mean, just talking to you guys right now, I'm like dying. I'm like, okay, wait, I need to, um, you know, start reading i can read in urdu but it's going to take me some time but i want to go and i want to explore the 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 literary work that there's there um also that you know i feel that in urdu there's a feel i don't know if you're with me on this but when i read urdu there is a different feel i get than what i read in english yeah absolutely yes i have a more it's for some reason urdu feels more sensory to me and I think this goes a little bit back to what you were saying earlier, you know, where English is bland for you. <laughs> you know, when uh, Tanya and I met, right? So we used to talk in English uh, on WhatsApp. And we started talking, uh, what we did at one point, we started typing in Urdu, right? But English words in Urdu. So the opposite of what normally people do. Normally people write kya hal hai in K-Y-A-H-A-L, right? Oh, okay. So we started writing. So yo, what's up, written in Urdu. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so after like um, a few hours, Tanya is like, you know, I feel like I'm in an Urdu novel. Because that's what we think of it. 
we think that Urdu resides or any other language in South Asia only resides in novels and literature for us living over here. But I think it now the time has come that we've started realizing that this is very interesting. You have so many different perspectives when you open yourselves up to and different and languages. And before like it weirds people out that we were doing Urdu in WhatsApp because they were married. There were conversations. Um, but getting back to it, I mean, let, let's talk about the platforms for a second. Yeah. Right? Let's start with uh, Aleph Collective, right? So this is what you guys do. What are some What are some of the projects that you guys have actually worked on? Let's Let's talk about. Um, so under uh, Kisago. Okay. Sorry, uh, uh, no, no, I'm um, just. Uh, so Aleph Collective ke under we have two initiatives oh, right okay. now. Um, the Kistago is one of those initiatives and the other flagship project that we are putting into place this year is the Aleph Festival. Um, it's what we call a caravan sarai for South Asia and the Muslim world and it covers nine categories, everything from literature, heritage, music, film, public art, food, ecology, and I don't know, I get one missed one. But the idea is that uh, theme is the root of everything. And inshallah, in the coming year, um, on, in September 2020, we're putting up this festival's first edition in uh, Dubai. Uh, we've had one pop-up event. And in the run-up to it, we... Was that the one in December? Yes. Yeah, you guys actually had Myra Omar. Omar's um, film screening, yes. Yes, she, yeah, she's actually a friend of ours. Oh, um, really? Yeah, really yeah, yeah. It, she, she made a wonderful documentary called Pakistan Chalk, mm -hmm. which we screened and then we had a Q&A with her. Uh, she joined us from Pakistan. Then we had a Kabali night. We had a theater workshop. We had an open mic. And we had a listening party with a podcast company, which was interspersed with theatrical performances. Um, and, and the theme for that event was... Uh, uh, the Gujarati, the Gujarati fishermen, fishermen mm -hmm. over here who lost their uh, livelihoods because of um, climate crisis. And, okay, no, that, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is going a certain way, I don't want to so, talk about it. Yeah. So, so, two, um, Alif Collective ke under Abhi hum, um, what we've done this year is that we Kistago or Alif Collective ki jo programming hai, we've merged it for this year because we're trying to put up a full-fledged festival and um, a lot of our categories are similar as well so Kistago ki programming chal rahi hai, but side by side hum, um, Alif Collective ke under bhi kaam kar so we've had one pop-up we're putting in pro place a number of programs prior to the festival and inshallah then we have the festival in September I'm so bummed about the pop-up like we actually, your sister actually told us about it. She'd sent us like, it was one of the first things that we yeah. ever gotten as like a formal email. Like, the localist <laughs> is invited, we'd like to invite you to Aww. this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, we missed it by days. <laughs> like we were just like, we showed up like two days after it was over or something, oh. I remember, but um, yeah. Uh, well, you can always get, uh, reach us at the next event. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely part <laughs> of Join the Join us for the festival. Yeah, yes. We definitely plan to be there. Yeah, so. yeah. Yes. Our idea with the festival is that um, it's a traveling festival. We're starting with the UAE given that there are so many nationalities and so many South Asians that reside over here and also people from the larger Muslim world. But then inshallah plan is that uh, the next edition will be in Pakistan and then we'll take it across South Asia and the rest of the world. Yeah, we're planning on having pop-up events uh, throughout the year until the festival. They're going to be uh, not like the initial pop-up. That was, that was a cluster of events in yeah. December. We're going to space them out. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's the run-up to the festival. Yeah. 
Awesome. Um, and then, okay, so this this actually now I can talk about the thing I told myself to shut up about earlier. <laughs> is the you you said um, you were talking about the fishermen that lost their yes. livelihoods due to climate change. Yes. Um, now, one of the other podcasts that I heard you guys on, you were talking a lot in some of the articles I've read about you guys and stuff. You know, prior to the, you know. Uh, recording this podcast, there was a lot of emphasis on uh, environmental causes. Yeah. So how does that link back to what you guys are doing? I mean, I know it links to everyone, but I'd love to hear it from your so, side. Uh, for us, uh, one of uh, the, like in terms of what we're trying to do with Aleph Collective and Kisago, uh, one of the key things is that we speak about um, issues that are pertinent to us within the region. And uh, we, we don't think it about uh, literature ki baat kar rahe hai, so it's going to be sort of adab or poets and you know we think it has to do with contemporary issues and the climate crisis is even before like like 2019 saw thankfully the conversation about it go mainstream and a lot of people are talking about it but iske jo repercussions they were as a region we had started facing long ago and we if you talk about South Asia it's it's one of the most vulnerable regions in the world, like take Bangladesh for example, ground zero out. You for have for climate crisis, change we need up the yeah, crisis. crisis okay, yeah. you, know. um, you have the Maldives, which can, which is set to probably sink in the coming decades or so. You're talking about a refugee crisis because uh, uh, pushed by the climate crisis. Just may in the next three decades, you can see 25 million to a billion people become climate refugees. So we thought this was a very important issue to work with. We put out a theatrical production, which was an original production. We, One of our team members wrote an original script, um, did a lot of research, and we worked on it. Um, and we had it showcased. Um, but then we thought that in fact, we thought that a theatrical production isn't enough. We need to go about it in a more holistic way. So we're working on it in three dimensions now. Online awareness is with our climate crisis campaign in South Asia. Um, but we're also doing offline events, uh, which includes storytelling and theatrical productions, but also uh, discussions with the communities or engaging with artists um, and engaging with other uh, what we call community caretakers, which we think can be anyone from a housewife to a student to the localist to anyone really, yes. you know. <laughs> to, Love name drops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and third year, our plan is, inshallah, um, in the coming year or so, we're also planning to adopt certain communities across the region. Just mm-hmm. me, I'm on a longer term basis, calm karna chare on the ground. We do feel that art should not be without purpose. Right. So yeah. this we believe is very important to so that we can use this platform and anybody who's. Um, who's with us on this journey so that we can uh, s- sort of generate interest, bring people on board who can actually bring change related to this particular uh, aspect of um, the world. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have to talk a little bit after the podcast about that. <laughs> There's some people I want to link you up with. Okay, wonderful. Um, but um, that's, that's awesome, right? Because that was, that was actually far more, like, more specific than I had even thought it to be. Like, you know, living in Karachi, we can see that it's ground zero, right? Yeah. Even Karachi got yeah. hit so hard by like 
the, the climate change stuff. Like, it was much hotter in the summer. It was much colder. Like, people, uh, people Even were Lahore. struggling with that. Yeah, Lahore. Yeah. Lahore's got all kinds of other issues as well. Yeah, though, small. Like, the air quality and stuff like that. I mean, if you study 1,000 people over a period of three to four months, if they die, or more actually, because of a heat wave, it's 1000 human beings plus dying because of that and we've had that in karachi 2 3 years ago yeah. you know um, we've had like pure like artificial lake create ho chuka in atabad lake jisko tourist destination ke taur pe use karte hain but when you go there we were there recently it i don't know how to describe the feeling but jab aap you see like a half sunk bridge and you see trees emanating from that lake dead trees dead now, dead trees now. Yeah. it kind of is like this is where we're headed and i think jab uh, aap you know jab hum stories when we're presenting them and we're saying that if you're if you're hamai koshish ye hai with this campaign that we're speaking to people in their own language about their own stories so if i tell them that london mein carbon emission ki baat ho rahi hai it's nobody in karachi is able to relate par agar main kahun ke aap aurangi mein ya defense mein aapko tankers lekar aa rahe hain aur unme to pani hi nahi hota aap aapko 4 baje ja ke balti bharni pad rahi hoti hai aur defense mein aap tanker aap har dusre din mangwa rahe hain ghar pe that's a much more relatable story and it hits you harder and then you realize ke ho sakta hai ye tanker bhi na aaye kuch arse baad you know so our aim with this climate crisis campaign is ke we speak to people in their own languages aur hum we don't speak at them we're actually learning a lot in the process kyunki humne teen char mahine theatrical production pe kaam kiya aur jo hamare sath log climate crisis pe kaam kar rahe the at the end of those four months unhone plastic bhi choda nahi tha they were still drinking in plastic bottles and we thought okay except some who did actually take one more the reusable you know we were like what's what's missing behavioral change ke liye kya kare so we've learned a lot and we're trying to incorporate those things and, and we're yeah we're using the the theory that everybody in their own domain can do something yeah. right. right so let's say if you're a writer you write about it you're an actor you act about that particular cause yeah. if you're, you're a podcaster you podcast exactly yes. <laughs> you link us up <laughs> so yeah that's very important to you use what you have to bring about change in your and you know that's the power of one individual that you can personally do anything you want in your own domain and if everybody does that you'll have everything covered so that's what we're trying to do to use our platform as uh, a springboard for things which can be done to combat climate crisis in prices. fact uh, let's use the localist platform to put out this message ke agar south asia mein ya pakistan mein if you feel this is an issue of importance and you feel like you want to do something hit us up you know join us there are so many ways in which we can collaborate and do things together and we uh, look hum ek perspective se aa rahe hain ho sakta hai we're missing out on a perspective that you are bringing forward we've spoken to people who are working with rural farmers now i'm from a city mujhe nahi pata wahan par kya ho raha hai but with that person's input we can develop a much more holistic plan of going working ahead so please join join with us and you know we can think up of um, doing things together creatively yeah, <laughs> yeah no so and, and that brings me neatly to your community outreach programs yeah. right so i wanted you guys to have an opportunity to talk about what you guys do so I, i'm sure a lot of that community outreach is actually about culture and language and preservation but i'm guessing some of it is also about environment and stuff like that so yeah. um if you guys want to take a minute to talk about those things as well is there something Absolutely so uh, we we do like a wide variety of programming 
um, whether it's through Kesago um, or otherwise. And the idea is that look, all of our programming is meant for. Uh, it's done with the mindset that we community ke liye kaam karna hai aur community mein on some level kisi tarah ka change lekar aana hai to whether it's our playwriting circle whether it's our creative salons uh, or the climate crisis jo community outreach ki baat hai we are partnering with schools we are partnering with uh, individual organizations we're partnering with farms we're partnering with a lot of people and the idea is ki hum apne offline events ke through conversations generate um, I've literally grown up in the UAE and I had no idea that Abu Dhabi mein, for example a community of Gujarati fishermen thi, which was here for the past 40 to 50 years and that their livelihood was affected because you know they had overfished and people had consumed a lot of fish and um, now they were told to go back communities and our aim with our community outreach is conversations and and do so with the mindset that you know it's not all doom and gloom like there are things that can be done I mean before you think the world is going to explode let's do something about it you know? and you know also we're trying to uh, reach out to people directly like for example uh, Groups which are groups which are active over here, then people who are actually in the community. Let's say uh, you have an art space in a separate part of, let's say, Dubai, mm-hmm. right? If you're just doing shows over there, you're never gonna actually talk to the community which, let's say, lives in downtown Dubai, which is Shindga and Dera and Karama, right? And Bardu. Not downtown. Yeah, not not the uh, business bay downtown. Yeah. So yeah, the real downtown. <laughs> so so let's say if you take your programming over there, that's how we are reaching out to the community directly, mm-hmm. rather than just doing something which is uh, a show somewhere where only a certain group of individuals will be exposed to what the work that we do. That, that's so that's so important. Like I just want to reiterate that because that was like I spent I think the the best part of in my previous career ranting about that. That like so many of like regional decisions. Are made out of a singular neighborhood in one city sometimes, and that take doesn't take everyone's. First of all, it doesn't reach the audience. You have no sense of what that audience feels about certain things. It, it's important to have that dialogue so you can reach those people, but also reach them in ways that is is understandable or relatable to them. Yeah, you know absolutely. So, and that that goes back to your point about this is not just a. Pakistan thing. This is not just an Urdu thing. This is not just India. This is there's so much more than that. This is the entire. This is all of South Asia. There's so many languages, so many uh, cultural heritage pieces, and so many different environmental concerns as well. Yeah. Like it's just it all. It's it's about all of that. I, I think I'm gonna the the sort of uh, mindset expand. Can you vision expand? Can you um, If if you think that you this now a lot of people will be like, "Acha, I will use a plastic bottle." So, how will this or logo not do it? But it does. You uh, at the end of it, there is a full chain and the full circle that is being impacted. Similarly, Jokam Pakistan may on Dubai may carry it has an impact in the rest of the region as well. Uh, just like something bad when it happens, it has an impact on the rest of the region. Um, also, um, I wanted to add that we are based in Dubai. 
but we have partnered with and we are partnering with people across the region and when we say climate crisis campaign in south asia we really mean south asia to hum chahiye rahe ki hum wahan pe ja ke on the ground farm kare because uh, karama ke issues are very different from uh, business bay and karachi ke issues are very different from dubai as is nepal ke issues are very different from uh, karachi or bangladesh you know um, so you need to take a more grassroots on the ground local approach with things so i got i've got another question topic that i want to talk to you about right, right. so a lot of your stuff with kasago specifically um is it's a real world engagement right it is um you guys are doing performing arts stuff there's no like from what i understand it it's very old school in that way Now we keep hearing about this, you know, like reduced attention spans, screens, yeah. digital, this, that. How does how does how have you guys seen that? Because I I don't I'm not sure how much I fully buy into that. You know, I feel like that's a lot of marketing speak. And when you give someone a sense of like community or something relatable or something real world, people still do respond well to that. And how, how have you guys seen that to be? How do you adapt your craft to? to if it is like a thing like how do you how do you do that i think there is a significant amount of truth to that mm-hmm. but it's not um, like everything is not like that it's not yeah. as if ke log bilkul bhi bardasht nahi kar sakte seeing text anymore um, uh, i think we have had to adapt a little bit like for example mai uh, i was a voracious reader and now i am very like <laughs> this is very sad for me to say but maybe reading habit kafi kam ho gayi hai just because you know like everyone else um, instagram has been the doom yeah. in my life <laughs> so and not tiktok for the other like the younger generation yeah thankfully i'm not on that but um, no. instagram yeah it's a, <laughs> <laughs> it a black hole so um, but actually it might be super important for you guys to look at as perhaps, a, yeah. as a platform for you <laughs> that's how you get sucked into yeah. it and then you, you're, you're not you're able to leave it if you're reaching out people well, that demographic of 15 year old even for like 20 TikTok. That's actually a good idea. But it's not just about getting sucked in, right? Like what's it called? If you're getting sucked into it, let's at least let people get sucked into it with content that matters. Sahih, yeah. yeah. You know when yeah. I was using Facebook when Instagram was not there and well at least in my life. So I use I had sort of made my Facebook feed the way I wanted. I had yeah. engineered it such that I got curation. Yes. Yeah. I got uh, really good content on it. I got re- stuff related to, uh, let's say, South Asia news, um, fitness, health, mm-hmm. everything that I wanted. So I I feel that you can do that even now with the tools because things all the all the social media is actually tools at your disposal. You yeah. can use it the way you want. Yeah, but it's a constant battle, right? Like everybody doesn't come into it with like massive discipline. Get some instead of पढ़ने के लिए Facebook इस्तेमाल करूँगी. True, true. Yeah. But uh, also, I feel like we're obviously using it as a tool ourselves, right? So I think it's a good well, it's medium. It's a great platform. Like Instagram is great in that sense. A lot of our audience comes through there. Same. Yeah. yeah so yeah, it's, yeah. it's great in that sense. हमने one of the things पर ये reading की जब शुरू from where your question started, um, our reading habits have been affected, no doubt. So one of the things that we've started off with is is a Sunday salon which is to Yes, I really that. Yes. I love it, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Um it's it's a curated set of online reads that we have every Sunday now and the idea is again from this region we want people to read narratives 
whether it's cultural or political or art related um, political humne kal pehli baar dala hai it's been mostly art and culture up till now but the idea is ke um, if you're not reading a physical book at least read somewhere you know um, and uh, Yeah, we've had a pretty good response. Like we've had people actually uh, send a, sending us messages saying, you know, these are some great reads, and um, and also, uh, whereas we focus more with our work on like uh, people who are writing in South Asian languages and literature, um, these uh, these are narratives. Okay. Just because of the nature of Instagram and everything, these are put out in English or these are English reads. So. a lot of people are also who are not south asians or even within south asia they're finding out about kachai for example one of our reads was uh, how ghazal became a huge thing in the south of india in kerala which is like the south of india and ghazal was was completely unfathomable for a lot of us you know um, and it was very interesting or or things like that so it's quite interesting what you find out about the region and you know um, we're this is an information age we have a lot of information flowing into us through different channels and i think although we're not reading perhaps books as much uh, when i say we i mean a lot of us um, but we are consuming information through other informal ways and one of them is through articles we read a lot of articles we listen to a lot of podcasts right so that is also one of the things that we can tap into to get information get uh, and sort of obtain knowledge and also put out stuff that we want people to consume yeah and and you know like i'll just speak personally for a second the, the reason we did the localist podcast is like like tanya i'm a massive like consumer of podcasts like for us as well i believe you're also not, not as much as tanya <laughs> so and, and you know this is the year i mean you've seen spotify apple youtube facebook all making massive investments into audio at the end of 2019 in 2020 it's only been a few months you know or a couple months um and like the 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 thing is audio in our increasingly time starved lifestyles audio is a way for us to get such rich content while we're still doing things you don't have to read the book you can listen to the book and a lot of snobs will be like no it's not the same if it's not paper and you're reading it <laughs> you're, you're, it is something and it, it has its own quality to it yeah. like for example there's this one book rabia and i love and we will tell you to the end of time that the audiobook version is actually better hearing the really? author read it to you oh. is so far superior to actually reading it yourself so you know there are two things which i'd like to add to that yeah. thought one It's not necessarily the author who can make it better, because I know okay there were some poets in. Uh, oh no, that was a specific example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He he, what's it called? He made it because the way he reads it, right? Because like, he's written the book in the way he talks, because it's about personal experiences. Nice. And when you hear it come out of his, um, what's it called? His mouth, the way he wants you to hear it, it's just yeah. like it's ten times as funny. Um, because yeah. <laughs> you don't have to sit there and you know when we read or when we consume even art there is that element of your own perception your own yes. interpretation this is kind of like you are hearing it straight from him so the tone and everything yeah. it is and it's called uh, we learn nothing by tim crider so there is just essays about his life he's a cartoonist a political cartoonist and the way you know obviously these people have this special talent of you know describing things a certain way and it is just so painfully truthful and funny so nice. it's a good way to like sort of digest like the 
hardness or the crudeness, the crassness of our realities. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, to to the you know that books like the subtle art of not giving up. You know, yeah. those books are sort of yeah, like I say that in this podcast. It's I know, podcast. but I, <laughs> but, but but that those books I almost feel like you know Tim Crider was the one where these were maybe even inspired by because mm. he does it so well, and you just I love it. You I know, it reminds me of the second thing that I was gonna say. You know, yeah. the, a long time ago. The yeah, sorry, we cut you off, but like. <laughs> You know, the kings and rulers of, um, let's say, even South Asia a long time ago, whenever they would want to be entertained, right, they would have people read to them. Yeah. Right, people who were learned would come over there, they would read to them, they would tell them stories. And then there was the storytelling culture, even in uh, the UAE, it's called the Hakawatis. Yes. Where they sit down and the oral storytelling. So I think that's that's really really um, uh, a strong connection that we have with our roots that if this is why audio will take off uh, if it hasn't so in some markets right but overall that's probably why a lot of people are investing in it because this is such an amazing market it's the future man it is the future and to a great extent it was the past as well yeah until we until everybody became learned and started reading you guys need to do kissa go Audio books. Oh, we, like we, we were, were doing it. Yeah, yes. like with language, with all the languages. <laughs> we're starting a yes. podcast uh, from Kistago, so uh, from our digital platform. But as a proponent of um, books which should be read with the paper, like secondhand books and that old school feel, I, I think what you guys are saying has absolute value in it. But I really. That's not. No, I'm <laughs> 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 I am that snob when it comes to ebooks at least. I, I think there is, I think her experience, Kai Kapna Maza. As long as it's not an e-book that you're I reading on Kindle or an iPad. You know. But I mean, purani kitab ko pakad ke padne ka ek apna masa. We literally just bought a Kindle. <laughs> <laughs> I have almost purchased a Kindle many times. I feel it's an adaptation for people, let's say, who cannot carry let's say, books when they're traveling. But at the end of the day... You can carry a Kindle, you can carry a book. So, so but you, you can't carry 10 books. books. But Tanya, you know, I'll tell you something. So Access. from the mind, also Tanya. Yes. Three Tanya's in the but my Tanya, she's um, she's a Sikh. She's you know she was from here. We went to university together. She's in London now. Her and I talk a lot about um, post-colonial literature oh. and those things. We talk a lot about it. Like it's just beautiful to have her perspective. And I love her so deeply. And she wants to send me books that are not available in Pakistan or the UAE. Do you know how that happens? Make a guess. Let's <laughs> I don't want that. to. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. she's, she's going to send them to me through a um. Kindle. That's how I read them. Yeah, yeah. And you know, a lot of um, a lot of books and a lot of stories are available um, online because it's just a faster platform. Yeah. And despite the fact that I love secondhand books, in Same, fact, I love the feel. Yeah, 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 So yeah. my brother, send you some. Yeah. You know, my brother went to the the prayer hall secondhand book market. Yes, and Urdu bazaar. Yes. And I mean, jagah ki apni alag baat. You know, my brother yeah. found a store in Islamabad, which has secondhand books, and some of them are more than a hundred years old. And they're just being sold for very, very low amounts of money. Peanuts. Peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. How does a Kindle compare to the feel of something you found like a hundred year old? Well, no. Look, I recently bought a book from the Frere Hall market, and I specifically bought it because when I opened the first page, there was a note yes. from yeah. a friend to another. 
telling them about why this is important to them and why they should read this. And I'm like, this is history. Yes. It's like these micro moments of history that need to be preserved. Do you want to tell what the book was? Uh, it was the it was a what's called primary source like Rumi book. Like oh, it was so it was actually not like a um, like not, not, a not like name. quotes by Rumi or something <laughs> like that. No, it was actually one of his books. Okay, like, good stuff. The notes and. Um, so my my brother, my uncle, myself, my mother, we all like to underline, yeah. and, and even Tanya actually like to underline. And but I've sort you of can do that, people, can't you? no, you can't, you can't. You can all the pages. Highlight, yes, highlight, you highlight. You can. I don't send that. All right, we're not here for this. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, if you're interested, because I see that you're majorly interested in post-colonial literature. Oh, big time! We've started a study circle under Aleph Collective. Um, which focuses on um, yeah we are <laughs> so am I so are you you are such nerds okay. we're geeking out on post-colonialism over yeah, here I love that stuff um, uh, so we've started out uh, a study circle and we're talking everything South Asia and the Muslim world everything from resistance to feminism to post-colonial literature you want to hear, hear me be even more nerdy <laughs> yeah. um, am I invited to this yes absolutely okay. we're going to have one Great. soon we'll be putting out the word for it Okay, perfect, because I will talk about um, subaltern. So that is basically the response to that. So so the subaltern is basically the response, like uh, writers like Bartha Chatterjee, um, it's a response to post-colonialism as to, so even when you, so again, this is again, back to my friend Tanya, you know, and what I learned from her in our discussions, we took the classes together as well. (coughs) And subaltern is basically, the post the, the people like us really taking ownership of our own um, literature and our own sort of perspective. Thank God for that. And it's well, a like what we're all doing here in this room. Yeah, yeah, so. absolutely. And even if you go to universities, you know, abroad, where that's the unfortunate bit. I feel that we have universities um, in South Asia, but you know, we're still going abroad to seek that education because, you know, there is. They, they have better maybe practices or mm. you know I wouldn't necessarily say that they are better institutions in terms of the content because their content you are again taught by people that are not really from the region Do you know they're people that take interest like it's it's like me saying oh I like the East Asian societies so I'm studying this mm. Do you know but it's still I will still have my very personal perspective my, my history so you know that's also um, I think one of the important things which I feel makes West a good place to learn mm-hmm. stuff about our own people and our own times is because of research. People over there have done a lot of research, the institutions over there spend a lot of money on research, time, resources. Um, they, for example, some of the works we got for one of our performances was from one of the universities in the US. And that was because the professor over there, the lady spent so much time and effort on researching on that particular writer. We couldn't find that in our own uh, in our own yeah. universities. And also in Alif Collective, we're trying to bring back this concept of research and spending time and money in, in what we call Gaurafikar. Is you know, yeah. people who spend time thinking about and contemplating over issues that matter and then writing about them and then researching over it, not just uh, not just giving out courses about it. Yes. And I think uh, what you said, Rabia, practice is definitely better than anything. But um, both Faraz and I, we were, we were doing this course um, and 
one of our professors he spoke about um, you know har jagah ke pros and cons hote hain to we we tend to think hey, okay hamara educational system bilkul hi flawed hai no but it's got its advantages um he spoke about uh, pre colonialism we used to have the concept of ustad aur shagird ka and and but it's 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 aap kisi ustad ke paas jaate the and then you would specialize in something and then you would spend a lot of time and what he, yeah you would grow up with that and start like, focusing on like a some yeah i got it i actually got the trigger okay so and i was like you know hum we grew up thinking that corporal punishment bahut hoti thi ya ustad aapko maarta tha and everything and yes that's a part of it but one of the things that he highlighted for us was which sort of got destroyed once um, colonialism came through was the fact that aapke jo ustad hote the us waqt wo aapki sirf taleem pe nahi aapki tarbiyat pe bhi kaam karte the holistic human beings you know they they would try and inculcate values in you which was a huge part of our tradition and that's and we don't seem to talk much about it you know now we have packaged courses and one of them is ethics and a lot of it comes from the perspective of ke economics hai ya tuition le lena school mein nahi padha sakte ke tuition ka that's something that we've lost too and it's it's theek hai wo ek we gave the system we didn't yeah. you know we don't understand the value of what the education what education offers us as a whole what we're looking for is how to win at it it's yeah. we've, we've, we've turned it into a game and we've refined it to a science as opposed to looking at it as an art yeah, do you know that really makes sense by the way um because when we moved because you know yes I, I, huh? Nothing I, I so i am yeah i'm from pakistan i have lived there you know and whatever but um there's some things that like strike me like they just sort of stand out for me mm. and that was the culture of um within the people like from the people i know they would very often or comfortably be like yes i have a mentor and i'm like this is interesting you what say, is a mentor yeah so they're like yes i have a mentor for you know people that are in startups especially people that are in startups and and i was like okay this seems to be a very like a, a, a sort of thing that's very prevalent here it's a turmeric latte version of our ustad yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. आप बोन ब्रॉथ पी लेंगे चालीस दरम दे के बट लाइक घर की यखनी जो है आपको लगेगी इट्स नॉट दैट सो इट्स बेसिकली दैट uh guys i just want to be respectful of everyone's time at this yes. stage this has been a uh, wonderful conversation but i know faraz needs to like go somewhere and be an engineer so uh, <laughs> but uh what's it called the uh if there is a message that each of you or both of you and you don't they don't have to answer this if you already given it already <laughs> passed it along that's great um but if there's a single message that you'd leave, like to leave our audience like with add. yeah anything you'd like to add please do so Uh I think we've pretty much covered everything. Good. There's one thing I'd like to say though. And I was hoping Tania wouldn't say so I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> be authentic. Yeah. And be yourself uh, rather than uh being somebody what you think people want you to be. So if you're putting out a story, it should be your voice and not what you think people want your voice to be. And I think that's important across the board for all our initiatives and for all of South Asia generally. It's our time. And for your Instagram profile, um, <laughs> uh, guys, uh, how can people find out more about yourselves, about Kisago, about Al- Aleph Collective? Where can they find out more? So we are super active 
well, according to us, we are quite active on Instagram. We're not super active, but we post a lot of our stuff on Instagram. That's Instagram.com slash Alif Collective Official, and Alif is A L E P H, and then or um, Instagram pe Kisago Official. Uh, a lot of our programs are posted. I Q I S S A G O Official. We needed to add the official just <laughs> but anyway. Official, official. But that's where you can find out about our work, DM us. Uh, we're very responsive and we love hearing from people. Alright guys. Um, thank you so much. That was a wonderful conversation. I thank you for having us. For yeah, we four can, hours. We can, we, can we can switch off the recorder and then just continue. Yeah. <laughs> no, but thank you for having us. That'd be great. And yes. it's nice to find Rabia who nerds out on post-colonialism like I did. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you guys for what you guys are doing as well. We like, yes. really appreciate this. And it's so, it's needed. It's, it's needed. And you guys are doing Awesome job. I'm, I'm inspired. Hashtag local heroes, you know? Yes, for sure. I'm really inspired. I want to go, uh, I really want to go now um, start reading Urdu, you know. I do. I feel like I want that real essence. So thank you guys. Likewise, and um, I just want to give a shout out to the episodes that I was mentioning earlier. I think uh, there are some wonderful episodes that have come out um, on the localist. Check out the ones with Oran and the ones. Uh, with Anam Taba and the ones with Saman Ghani, I think. Yes, um, uh, yeah, those are wonderful episodes that need to be heard. The content is wonderful. Sorry, Shabu. <laughs> Thank you. But, um, and you know what? On that note, rather than plug ourselves at the end of this podcast, what I will say is there are other fantastic Pakistani podcasts out there that we feel you guys should listen to. Shazad Gyas is doing an amazing job with the Pakistan experience, if that is your cup of tea. Um, Sadia Tariq with Ghani, that's also, they're doing some interesting things there. Uh, um, Fitmap was going to come up with a podcast. Yeah, where's your podcast, Fitmap? Where are you at, Farhan? <laughs> Mustafa? Chango. Yeah. No, they're, they're, they will, okay. they, they're podcasts. You should listen to their first one because it gives you a good introduction into what, what to expect. Um, and yeah, that's, that's and, and, and a special shout out to uh, Tanya's Tea House. We've been here yeah. recording. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Recording and we'll probably here. work from here for the next few hours. It's, but, um, it's the most, one of the most Instagrammable uh, cafes. In the world. In, in the, the world. world. According to the independent. According to the independent in the UK. Wow, so. we can cite sources and stuff here. Yeah, <laughs> I love having you guys. This is amazing. Uh, um, if you, yeah, we definitely need to do a round two at some point, especially yes. maybe closer Shall to I? your uh, festival. Yeah, festival. That'd be wonderful, yes. Um, other than that, um, guys, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review or a rating. I think that helps somehow. I still haven't figured it out. But um, no, I'm just kidding, it does help. Um, and uh, email us at thelocalistpk at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at thelocalistpk. And as always, if you are driving while listening to this, wear your seatbelt, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs>